Tonight, we're going to discuss the seventh episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes, not all men, but my panel is all women. Figure that out. Not including myself. Uh, this is a, this is a great episode. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to dissect. Starting with the one and only Mr. Lionel Richie. The Twilight Zone After Show starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now let the buzz. <laughs> yes, it is us that you've been looking for here on the Twilight Zone After Show. I'm Christian Blatt, joined by A. Trey. Angelica Trey. <laughs> and Raven. Hello. Hello. Um, you know, when we first hear this song in the episode, I'm going to get right into it. There have been no asteroids. There's no unusual behavior. This guy is all like, oh, I'm going to show off. She's going to be super impressed because I use vinyl. Because I'm such a cool hipster, I have vinyl. Uh, and I'm going to put on this song, and this is going to make her know that Dylan, that's the guy's name, is who she's looking for. And I was just like, I think my notes have the word cheese ball in there. Um, I, I don't think that I need to, you know, warn anyone of this, but uh, ladies, and we're talking about present day, not when this song was first out. You know, so if you're time traveling and somebody puts a song on, that's a different different conversation entirely. But um, Raven, if uh, this song comes on in, in that setting, do you feel like, no, I'm just going to go? Like, is that a good time to go? Like, you just know that uh, he's he's trying a little too hard? I like a good cheese ball. Mm, all right. <laughs> um, I don't know about this song in particular. Dancing on the Ceiling would have been better? Okay, no. All I, night long? I think that <laughs> the only time the song is appropriate is when it's exaggeratingly exaggerate. Sung no. in the most exaggerated manner during karaoke. Do oh. not play this at home <laughs> alone. <laughs> Maybe. Um, would you find that exact setting? Would you find that uh, a, a warning flag or just like, oh, dude's got bad taste in music? What would you think? Uh, I would think, okay, hopefully this person's trying to be cheesy right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And if. It was accompanied by like a delicious cheese dish. <laughs> Would that be like, oh, okay, he's just going with the theme, like you know, I, I like homemade mac and cheese with, uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of, you know, just or or maybe a fondue party. I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of settings I mean, where it's appropriate. It, is this a one-on-one fondue party? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, way, if you're gonna commit to the look, cheese, um, I'm just saying. Thing. I've seen your Instagram. I feel like you'd be okay if there was a <laughs> lot of cheese for you to choose from. I do like, yeah, I did yeah. eat. Uh, <laughs> entire pizza today so oh yeah I'm full of cheese right now I that's you know that's the thing missing from my life is eating an entire <laughs> pizza today uh, anyway so um, much ricotta <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh, the you know the context that uh, this happens and the episode in general uh, first of all uh, I believe it's pronounced uh, Tessa Farmiga and if it's if I've gotten that pronunciation wrong my apologies but uh it's it takes him getting used to how much he looks like her sister, uh, Vera Farmiga, uh, uh, in the way of just like, she gets some work done. 
But um, I, I mentioned that because uh, this is the episode I've been looking forward to the most of ah. the, the whole series because I think I mentioned in the past episode I went to the Paley Fest that was for Star Trek Discovery and the Twilight Zone. And uh, let's see, uh, Tessa Formiga, Ike Barinholtz, and uh, Rhea Seahorn were all there. And they could, nobody could talk about their episode. Mm. But uh, they had like a little trailer that had clips and the clips from this one, I was like... Uh, all right, well, something happens that sets Ike Barinholtz off. I want to know what that is. And uh, so uh, I was glad that we finally got to it. So last week, the end of last week's show, uh, we saw the the trailer, and I was like, oh, great, I can't wait that we're finally getting to that one. Um, so I'd say I was I was mostly uh, very happy with it. So, you know, it wasn't one of those like, oh, I can't wait, and like, what the hell is it? Uh, so I was like, start big picture. Uh, what did you think, Angelica, overall on this episode? Overall, I I mean, I had some similarities where kind of towards the end, I was like, okay, this is, obviously it's really hammed up, but throughout this entire episode, I found myself actually legitimately scared because guess what? This is every woman's worst nightmare in in video, in, you know, TV form. Right, and, and, uh, and, and that's not just the, the date. It's like just the everywhere you go, right? There were points where... You know, I know they were trying to make it seem exaggerated, but it didn't seem like they were exaggerated. Almost like, oh, yeah, I know someone who's dealt with that. And it seems like it's exaggerated. So it was almost just, uh, it was playing on on some very base, I guess, fears, almost, as a a woman. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. What did you think, Raven? I enjoyed, it sounds weird to say that I enjoyed this episode, but just from a... You enjoy fear. <laughs> from <laughs> a, Because we see they're trying to push a social message on each episode and kind of been accused, I'm not saying if I agree with it or not, but accused of hitting us over the head with their message. So in a lot of the shows, I just see message, message, message. And this is one of the ones that felt like the first one, where I know there's a message, but I'm also into the show. Mm-hmm. And so this was one of the ones where I get the message, but I'm also in it, like scared like you, and like, right. oh my God, like, girl, get out of there! Like, you know, yeah. I'm in the show, and not just like, oh, I see the point. There okay. were a few episodes where I could find myself sort of drifting a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. looking down at my phone, but this one? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you just you had to be afraid that one of the men on the show would have yelled at you if you were it's like, why are you looking at the phone? I'm acting. It was yeah, I was just sitting there like, "Oh my gosh, I felt this before." Mm-hmm. Like this feeling, it's scary. Yeah, I mean, I thought that they did a great job just showing it's like, yeah, they they can't go anywhere, you know, backing out of the driveway where you're gonna you know get into a car accident. And right. uh, yeah, I thought that uh, you know it, it was great to sort not great, but you know it was they, it was well done in, in how they showed that. I want to get a comment from the chat in right away. Uh, Stratagon, this is a direct quote. This is a comment from the chat this week on the woke zone. Cosmic masculinity. Politically, I'm pretty far left which I'm going to wonder after you stated it that way. But politically, I'm pretty far left. But I would like to see a few episodes without such blunt social lessons. Um, I can agree with that statement. Uh, I do think at times this one might have been a little heavy-handed, but not like past episodes of this. I I would Mm -hmm. say the replay episode was the one where it was like, 
all uh, I get it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, there were definitely, you know, a, a few things as the course of this went on. But uh, Doctor Baby, Doctor Baby did not have, uh, you know. Well, Doctor Baby was so heavy handed because it was Baby President, and it was like, huh. Huh? Right. Reminds you anybody you know? Yeah, exactly. Can you think of somebody? Right. right. I don't know. They, I'm not going to say any names. They've all been very straightforward. And while obviously this one is, is straightforward, even with the title, we all kind of knew what was yeah. going mm-hmm. to happen. They did do that twist at the end where perhaps maybe it was a little cheesy, but it definitely was, I think, playing on, on something that maybe hasn't been addressed too often, at least in like television shows or anything like that. Oh, so that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it doesn't feel so... A lot of these we've heard, you know, we hear about the president a lot, uh, issues in the black community we hear a lot. You become desensitized to hearing it or just kind of over hearing about it. This one... It had its moment, well, and then yeah, yeah, and I think this one obviously it, it uh, connected to uh, well connected to Angelica, but connected to both of you as as women. And for me, it made me. It's just like I'm like, and this is just the beginning part, like literally the first scene when he's like, "So you want to come over and see the meteor shower?" And there's like the other woman in the office who's like, oh, "This is making me super uncomfortable." I'm mm-hmm. like, I like. Yeah, that that like, I, I you know before it gets really crazy, there's just a lot of like, oh yeah, that's really uncomfortable. And then, you know, just uh, her friends, you know, like the, uh, whoever that guy is in her office, who's her boss, who's mm-hmm. also like her sister's friend. It's hard to keep track of names in the Twilight Zone, but uh, I think uh, you know, and they're just like, oh, you paired up with this guy, and and you know how she just really doesn't want to talk about it, you know, because uh, I I think that. You know, the, I think that's relatable for for anybody. You know, mm-hmm. just sort of that level of just uh, being uncomfortable. You know, talking about uh, situations in your private life. But let's talk about Annie when we meet her. Uh, it, it's it's sort of like I don't know. You feel like Dylan's the guy in the office that realizes, like, well, you know, Annie's that new employee that uh, has a lot of trouble saying no to mm-hmm. uh, work related things. So let's. See how she feels about uh, coming over from my cheese ball party with. She's the, a jobs worth, right? Yeah, I have that in my notes that he called her a jobs worth. That made me so. I don't know. That made did you me, throw up a little in your mouth? Yes, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it was. Um, well, that's because you are like, a jobs oh, okay. worth, though. So, like, you felt like he was talking to you. Yeah, t- target target the girl who who's working very hard, and then yeah, I don't yeah. know. That was. Frustrating. The, I think. The, the girl with the entry level, the girl with the entry level job, who's just you know trying, trying to, to make a little bit more money, get make promoted. her way up and yeah. learn. And yeah. That's the red flag. We talked about being a cheese ball, but ladies, the red flag is if you tell a guy no, and he's because she said no initially, and he's still like, oh come on, come on, not cute, flag. Flag, it's, it's not cute. Fellas, read the no. room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I think, I, I think that's the thing that surprised me is, is that he's eventually he like he there is the moment where he's able to calm down, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I guess, uh, you know, at that point we've had the meteorite, you know. Right. Uh, so I wasn't quite sure where it was going to go, just because from the commercial I had a sense that the, of the impact that this uh, this meteor was going to have. Uh, and I was just like, "Oh, I, is she going to be able to get away? You know, is this going to is this going to be all right?" So yeah, I was also uh, you know able to be very nervous uh, for her, and 
it seems like that's still early enough in the process. You know, I mean, he, you know, if uh, let me ask a, a question very specifically about this: if a, uh, a meteor lands and you see where it lands, and there's just like some mushy little little dirt and stuff, are you going to put your hand right into it, uh, or is it because maybe I'm not as much of a man as as Dylan as I that I would be like, oh, I would I would not touch that. What do you think, Raven? I thought the same thing. I thought, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I would not. Dude, I don't even know if I would look. I might say, yeah, Angelica, tell me what what you see over there. I'd definitely poke <laughs> it with a stick. I would definitely interact in some way. But, but you'd, have the, you'd have the sense, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. would you, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, put it in your beer, like a, like a lime and a Corona? I All I know is that I would like to retrieve it. I would probably be that person, you know? Like, but you want to not touch like it. Like this, like. I would not be grabbing it out of some dirty puddle for sure. And you wouldn't and you wouldn't drink it. Um like the, No, like, maybe I'd I'd like I'd look at it. I'd probably maybe smell it, see what it smells like. Oh, see right there, you'd be in trouble. But oh, it doesn't do. affect women, so you'd be fine apparently. Okay. So yeah. I could I could sleep with that baby under my pillow and be okay. With Doctor Baby under your pillow? <laughs> Doctor Baby? Yeah. Yeah. Well okay. I'm That's glad you accepted Doctor Baby. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm is, trying to be That's look, my main thing. If I right didn't now. learn anything from this about. episode, sometimes you have to realize that Doctor Baby might be better than Baby Doctor. I don't know. Um, so, you know, I, at that point in the episode, it is still a, a, just a, a normal, uh, unfortunately, a normal bad interaction with a coworker who, you know, tries uh, to push things too far. Uh, and I think it works in the context of the story that he only freaks out like he does after she leaves. You know, I thought that uh, because obviously that could certainly happen without there being any kind of, uh, you know, creepy uh, male-dominated meteor or something, you know, just like she leaves, you let her leave because you realize that uh, that's really the only play at this point, you know, to uh, just, that's it's I don't even want to say that's the decent thing to do because you've been indecent up until that point, uh, but then just the freak out afterwards of just like trashing your house. Um, did... Did that give you an indication, uh, Angelica, that uh, hmm, maybe you shouldn't have touched that space rock? Um, I mean, I think right off the bat, yeah. I knew he shouldn't have touched the space rock. I it's because it's the it, twilight was, zone. it was in a well, right. it was in a gross puddle, and it was like, <laughs> I think it was like burning his hand or something. Yeah, he was like, "That's right." No, and that but, was that was the interesting thing too, is that we saw that it left a mark on uh, Annie's arm or shoulder or something. Yeah, yeah be- from like so he touched it, but then he also. Uh, oh yeah, he also did it leave? Her. I thought mm-hmm. I thought that mark was a bruise from him grabbing her too hard. Oh, see, that's interesting. I. You could definitely be right. I thought it was because of that, but uh, he... I, I, I took the uh, aggressor standpoint right. on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll kick that over to the chat. And uh, they you the chat... Chat decide for Chat us. decides do, for do, me. Do. What should I have for dinner? No, bum, no, it's too bum, But the chat, uh, definitely let us know what you think. Uh, what, what did you think about, uh, you know, the moment when she's walking away and he's, you know, freaking out and I, I hope he didn't break his Lionel Richie record. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that would have been thinking. tragic. Like, oh yeah. no, Lido. Yeah. You know, when I get really into something, I am fully like I'm fully afraid like thinking is she going to get out? Is she going to make it? So her turning around to watch 
I'm just like, run, girl. Like, I thought that too. Yeah, I was like, get, get out of there. Because right. I didn't know, I didn't trust that he, that was just going to be contained within his apartment. I didn't know if he was going to run out after her or not. So I think if a little more time had gone by, that is probably what would happen. It seems mm-hmm. like the effects of, of contact with the... What's well, a meteorite once it lands, right? I've gone back and forth with what I've called it. So it's it's a meteorite once it's actually in our. What atmosphere. is it in space? It's a meteor. Meteor, yeah, burns up. It's a comet. Is it a comet, or is it a comet's when it fully burns up? Well, now you're just now you're just trying to show off how stupid. <laughs> Am I trying? You just want to make sure that everybody knows that I didn't go to space camp. Yeah, uh, get, get your space degree, dude. Okay. I, I, you know what? That's what I've been waiting. Last I'm, bass space camp. I'm doing it at night. I'm, I'm in night school for. What is this good? clown podcast over here? No, I, I don't remember. I honestly, I'm trying to remember the, the terminology behind it. It could be a comet. Could honestly be a space rock. It's burning up. It's a, right. you know ice the, or something. But the impression is like the more time goes by, just the worse it gets. Yeah. And you know, eventually you're driven to you know madness, madness, and somebody's going to kill you, or you're going to mm, or yeah. man man madness. Madness? Madness. Uh, Garrett North makes a point uh, about, this is in the chat, says that uh, Dylan was her supervisor and he got the feeling she was afraid to say no to a date with him. And I think he kind of, not kind of, he knew that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the point I was making in setting it up, that she's always saying yes to more and more work. And he's just like, this is going to be great for me. Because I'm a a creep. And, uh, you know. I'm a weirdo. Thank you. What the hell am I? Okay, I'll stop. I, yeah. I mean, I was just gonna let, <laughs> I was just gonna let going. that be the rest, rest right. of the episode. Yeah, it's gonna be the rest of it. You guys yeah. ready? Ready? <laughs> You're gonna get serenaded. Uh, yeah, and Doctor Lee in, in the chat is also like, yeah, why are people like so inspired to touch these rocks and like, you know? Maybe they were looking for an excuse because that's kind of how that conclusion wound up, right? Is they. I don't want to like completely jump to the end, but it was almost it's right, like yeah. it's they were looking for a reason to act on base urges, right? But I, and so maybe there's something about the rocks that it, it, it's not literally it's like, calling finally. to them, but it's like it's just like oh, I, I like I need this, I need to, yeah. you know, maybe it does uh, connect on that level. You know, finally, a reason to mm-hmm. go t- in a berserk mode. Yeah, right. Exactly. So um, I think that. Uh, it happen- It all happens pretty quickly from that point, though, you know? I mean, it seems like there's one day at the office where, you know, there's just a lot of, like, what you would expect under normal circumstances. She doesn't want to look at him. He's just kind of there being like, yeah, I'm still Dylan, so, you know, you should probably still be looking at me. What? You know, he's just, like, doing his whole thing. But uh, I, it's really once they're out at the bar, the uh, that... Annie and her sister and other friend. Mm-hmm. I think there were two other friends. <laughs> there were two friends. other friends, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. a girls' night. It was, it, yeah, what, who, great girls' night, by the way. Who wouldn't want to go on this girls' night? Oh, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it that part like a blast. Of, well, yeah, I mean, up until the point that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a brawl inside the Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the brawl's cool unless you're in it, obviously. Oh, yeah, so it's true. It's it's like having, like, a stage <laughs> show. You're like, it was oh, like yes. a classic Western suddenly in there. She was ready to leave in that moment. <laughs> yeah, but, she, I, but, every, but, I, but uh, uh, and I, I forget what 
Annie's been trying to leave this whole episode. Let's be honest. <laughs> she just this episode to, she can just be retitled be, Annie trying to leave. She just yes, wanted to be Annie home. Yeah, out. her sister's name is Martha. That's uh, Rhea Seahorn from uh, Better Call Saul, one of the shows that I have done here at AfterBuzz. Great Thank show. You. Uh, and uh, I thought, uh, you know, she's just like, oh, come on, it's a, it's a night out. This is great. What are you talking about? You want to go home? And, you know, Annie's like, really? This is great. This is worth staying out for. Uh, so that's when I wasn't sure... I understand that the title was Not All Men, but I thought it could actually be Not All Men, and it could be some women, you know. Uh, At that point, the fact that she was so determined to stay, um, and, you know, uh, later on we see the fact that direct contact with The Rock doesn't really Mm -hmm. impact women. Did you think at that point when we had the brawl in the bar, uh, Angelica, did you just think like, oh, clearly this is only, this is only something that's uh, impacting the dudes? Yes, absolutely. I thought that, I mean, once we had the bar brawl Mm -hmm. and once everything started happening and obviously going along with the title, um, it, it was only going to be the men in this episode. All of the, all of the aggressive actions that happened were exaggerations of, very consistent situations that we've seen happen between, you know, from men, you know, to women um, or man, you know, men on other men in real life. So these were all going to be scenarios that were exaggerated, but based off of real life situations. So what we were seeing, you know, it, it didn't seem cohesive with the show to have possibly a role switch where, you know, maybe a, a woman would be, um, you know, doing some of these actions because I think that was just part of the commentary of it. Mm-hmm. And going along with not all men, um, you know, there was that, or there is that that movement, essentially, of, of women speaking out about, you know, all sorts of oppression, whether it be um, very outwards or very minor, you know, maybe very more subtle, right? And a lot of men were coming out saying, not all men, not all men. You know, and it's like, well, we're talking about issues here and we need to bring them to light. So it was I could tell it was kind of pulling from that situation and from that phenomenon that we have experienced in real life. So I I kind of figured it was only going to be the men. Uh, Same question to you, Raven. Did you feel that uh, it was that was it at that point that you were sure that it was uh, all men or did you think there was still a chance that uh, that women could freak out from this this magic space rock? Nope. Okay. I did think it would so, be. I didn't know the extent. Right. I didn't know what would happen to the women. And I think I had a little hope when she touched the rock, but I also thought, then it, will she kill her sister? Right. She could just for their own protection, yeah. I had a little hope that it would give her some superpower in some kind of way to at least get out of there because I didn't know what their end was going to be. It, if they would be killed or, you know, you say the wrong thing to a guy in passing just from what happened. And then I had a little hope from when, I don't know who ran up to them, from, like almost in an alleyway, someone from the job who seemed like he hadn't been affected. But then... Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, that's something that happens uh, throughout the episode. It's it was like, the family friend who, the okay. mansplainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, he that's ran up and he was like, episode. it's hormones. That, yeah, that's and a, he's trying that's to explain that's it. That's in the episode. Yeah, and, and he's like, 
And he's like, but it's not, it's not all of us. And it's me- not me, though. And, and meanwhile, you're like, dude, it is totally you. Like, You've been part of the yeah. problem this whole time. Right. Because it is all men, except for the one guy, uh, which we'll talk about. Um, yeah, so I thought uh, that so they leave the bar that's that's what i was going to uh focus on and you know the thing that we see happen many times is the hey Annie, hey Annie, it's me you know me the guy that you don't know you remember but, me yeah I'm let's the guy. go out sometime yeah. you know where that conversation's going to go is right. that what your dm's all... like <laughs> My DMs, oh, they get colorful. <laughs> I don't, I don't want them to be, but they do. More colorful than uh, than you would like them. to Yes, be. it's a whole rainbow up in there. It's very well, that's colorful. good. It's the United Colors of Benetton. It's an all inclusive. <laughs> yeah. All the creeps decide. Yeah, well, to no, go. there's there's good, there's bad, there's the ugly, really bad. <laughs> there's good, oh, bad, and ugly. ugly, sure. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's all in this, all in the same interaction. It's a smattering, right? Wow. See that—that's a show in and of itself, right? You know? Yeah, that should be the next uh, Twilight Zone episode. After what? it doesn't look like that's what the next one's <laughs> no, going to be. No, the next one. The next one's got you in for good. Well, the one after that, I—I yeah. I, yeah. I trust. I think so. You think it's going to yeah. happen? Episode yeah. nine. They—they've been doing an awesome job bringing in the like the female writers and directors and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, that's true. And bringing yeah. light to it. So we'll see. Uh, but so even the the guy that uh, as they're leaving the bar, the uh, hey Annie. <laughs> Bitch, stop ignoring me. You know, so it's like, all right, so it it, it escalates quickly, but then he follows them home. Uh, you think that's escalating quickly? Well, no, no, no. Before, it, <laughs> before, like he just the he goes from, hey, remember me, bitch. You know what I mean? Like that right. was the part I'm like, okay, he skipped like eight steps. Oh, and you, then he skips you think like, and he that. skips like, oh yeah, well I, I did. He so you're saying that you're saying that. you've never seen that happen. Uh, you know, uh, usually uh, people that I see in public who are uh, talking to me aren't like trying to date me. If you uh, maybe so, it's because there, I'm not as hot as I there's used this to be. fun little phenomenon where you get catcalled. Uh, I don't know, Raven, if you can attest to this, but you get catcalled, and then immediately, if you like don't respond or something, or you the, then the person that did the catcalling will feel rejected, so to speak, and then they mm-hmm. might um, get react aggressively and call you names. Um, I, I see that, and it's all within like a it, couple it, minutes or a minute, right? So it's actually the, the exact timeline in the episode, right? So no, uh, they they're pretty accurate with a lot of these, and then it escalates mm-hmm. towards the end, and you're like, okay, well, this is just the purge right now, but um, yeah, yeah, it does. You're right, it does go get into purge territory, uh, but. The following them home on the motorcycle, I think that that has to be the, uh, that's the quick escalation because ah. of the, or no, <laughs> you're like, yeah. a, you're like funny story. Right. Man. Well, um, I've, I've heard of friends and I've, I've seen, you know, this happen to people where they get followed. They get followed oh, home. Wow. Okay. You know, maybe not all those scenarios in in one happening or in one mm-hmm. uh, night in mm-hmm. particular. However, you know, maybe uh, we've. I, I think a, a lot of my my female friends have um, been followed before, so it so, it's all pretty realistic. So, and that's uh, the scary part of this that, episode that there doesn't actually need to be the excuse of well, I did touch a meteorite. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it was you know from what we see, especially from that conclusion, it was all sort of a. Um, a, yeah, just kind of like a scapegoat to react and, and 
uh, act off of these urges. Uh, Raven, uh, short of the you know the violence of people like literally beating each other to death, mm-hmm. uh, did you find that a lot of the behavior like uh, like Angelica is talking about? Did you do you find that it's like oh yeah, it's it, it's just heightened real everyday sort of interactions between men and women who in many cases don't actually know each other, you know, just strangers, um, yeah. Fortunately, I think it showed a good point when um, she said, were you assaulted? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe I brought it on myself. She said some yeah. something to that effect. And that's how you feel when you're in the office or when you have to play nice and say hi to someone you really don't even want to say hi to because you may get that, you know, bitch or this, mm-hmm. that, or the other. It definitely an exaggeration. I don't know anyone who, as far as being followed or anything like that, but you are always thinking that. So we always have to think five steps of safety, That just things I don't think guys have to think about because of the way we've been treated by men. So it, it's an exaggeration, but a reality for sure. Yeah. No, the only time I've ever been followed, it's because of uh, aggressive driving where I was, yeah, I probably pissed someone off and they bit. decided that they wanted to tell me something about it, but... It, I grew up in a small town, so I'm just like, I just drove to the police station. And we did kind of see yeah. that in here. We yeah. saw the road rage yeah. incident. Yeah, so exactly. it could easily lead there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a lot easier to uh, just let things uh, roll uh, off your back, you know, when you're older. And uh, now that I have two kids in the car, it's more like you're just worried for their safety. But it's like, right. yeah, I guess I don't get to, I get to lean on the horn for a full minute as <laughs> somebody cuts me off. Even, and it's just a quick example because I have children. My daughter in high school, um, there was a guy who was aggressive and wanted to date her. And her way out of it was to say she's not allowed to date because of religion. Okay. And she said she was, she still stayed nice with him because she was afraid of his aggression. At least if he came to do something at school or something like that, he wouldn't harm her. No, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, like even, you know, even Angelica just explaining to me, uh, woman explaining to me, which <laughs> wow. I needed. No, which That's I not need, even a concept. No, no but, I knew that, but it's like it's what I needed, and I actually, I, I did use the term to to make to. For, I didn't to be even funny. explain it. I provided you, exactly, but no, I mean just like just how. Uh, how not heightened some of this is. And then, yes, yeah. it gets to the point, and that's what we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, I think that, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's hard for men to relate. So uh, just imagine if, say, the the writer of this episode had, had been a man, you know, I, I think, well, you know, I'm sure they have a writer's room where they would have been like, okay, here's like, you know, 90 things you need to actually fix in here. But right. uh, I, I think it probably, unfortunately, wasn't that hard for uh, for the writer to, you know, provide incidents from her life, her friend's family's life. Uh, but let's talk about when it things uh, escalate. And the first time we see it affect someone that, you know, we've been introduced to is it is when uh, – I have the name of the character in my notes somewhere, but I don't think it's worth it to find it. The motorcycle creep uh, follows mm-hmm. them home. And Ike Barinholtz is like, yeah, I'm going to go take care of this. Uh, and I love that Ike Barinholtz's character's name is Mike. Just keep it simple. Oh, yeah. Mm, Ike. Uh, and, you know, uh, at that moment, before, you know, when, just when he goes outside, you're like, yeah, this probably isn't going to end well. Um, what, uh, what were your thoughts, Raven, and just how far that went and that, 
you know, he doesn't give in until he's beaten this guy to death. In that moment, first of all, it's just like, and I think she said it to her nephew, or was that her nephew? When she's like, why do men always want to beat each other or something to that effect? That's what I felt in that moment. Like, wow, he, he guys really got to get it out. But I was also wondering what the interaction was going to be in the home. Will he know this is his wife and not harm her? I was curious about what that dynamic was going to be, seeing as though what the other girl had already went through. It didn't matter, guy. If she said the wrong thing, you know, they were just at her. So I wanted to see if this was going to soften him up, if he would know that he, I know these women. Like, Yeah. But no. Uh, Angelica, uh, after the fact, uh, he, uh, he, Mike says, uh, felt so good to give it to that guy. And I think that that's, you know, now that's the part where it is just like, yeah, I think that that's the, whatever the interaction is between these, the, you know, the, the space rocks or the water from it, you know, he's drinking water from the, the fountain, the, Mm -hmm. from the faucet that, it's the color that the puddle in the yard. So clearly, it's just everywhere, and we see the people drinking it from the fountain. So I don't know if the more contact you have, just the more uh, you know, just hyper aggressive it makes you. But um, just to give us your thoughts on how that unfolded and uh, how it was followed up by. Uh, one of the creepier renditions of Happy Birthday I've ever seen. <laughs> that was terrifying, actually. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they did a great job. Uh, kudos to lighting there too with that, and um, very big kudos to Ike for that wonderful singing. Yeah. Um, even the the way he he delivered some of those lines, it was almost like uh, that eerie sound of when you hear maybe like an ice cream truck go by, <laughs> and it's it's all fun and games until the ice cream truck. Uh, the audio gets kind of distorted and it yeah. lilts a little bit. It was like he was doing that with his voice. It was insane. But, um, yeah, just going back to what you asked, there was no uh, no mistake why the water looked kind of like blood. It looked yeah. uh, red. Red means passion. It symbolizes things like war, obviously love as well, but going to passion, uh, hatred, anger, things like that. Um, and, yeah, I guess... Well, kind of from how this all tied together, I guess further exposure to this um, polluted water, this uh, tainted, you know, anger-inducing meteorite juice, basically. Meteor juice is what we call it. I'm going to brand that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm taking that. I'm making it into a soda. But, um, yeah, there is no wonder why it was red. And um, it was definitely, I think, like the men were using it as more of a a reason to act aggressively and to, you know, keep continuing with this downward spiral of of anger and aggression and, and sort of catharsis, you know, based off of at least what Mike's character said, is it felt so good. Um, it was catharsis. And it was, you know, scapegoating for not being able to just check yourself and, you know, see, uh, check in with yourself before you act and maybe be like, oh, I do want to punch that guy for following, you know, my wife, yeah. but maybe I shouldn't. And a punch is okay, but murder? A punch? I don't know if well, we should be punching I, I strangers. Think, I, I think going outside to yell at him and, <laughs> you like, dude, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> on my property and you follow my wife. Tell you're trying to punch people. Yeah. Well, Dang. I think I think if, if it escalates, you yes. know, a, a yes. punch is good. But yeah, he just he ran out there and he was like he throwing fists him right yeah. away. He's yes, like, yeah, uh, yeah. He's, see, in my mind, he 
guy said something and it was like punch. Oh, he might have said something, but it was like while he was getting punched. Uh, yeah, the so him back to him singing "Happy Birthday." That was one of those things that was in the trailer that I saw at the Paley Fest, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what happened there, that, but uh, yeah. I just want to see that. And uh, yeah, it's such a it's such a I can see why they included it because it, it's mm-hmm. you know it's so well done, and then we see. Uh, they planted the seeds early in the episode, just sort of how she, you know, he's trying to tell a story, and she's like, well, I tell the story better than you, and we've seen couples do that all the time, and it's always like, <laughs> oh, I guess that's their thing, I guess that works, and they're okay with it. Well, clearly he's not okay with it, because he's like, I never get to finish a right, story. Yeah. And and I can already see a little bit, uh, they did a really good job at, at dropping those little hints yeah. of, of what's going to happen later, because then you saw, um, you know, between uh, Annie at work... You know, and some of the weird little subtle misogyny there. And then you see when they're conversing and Annie says, well, you should have let my sister go and talk to them because she is way better at the language. And and, um, Mike says, well, you know, I I wasn't going to let her do that, you know, like not even acknowledging that she could just be more skilled and therefore she is equipped to handle these situations that could be possibly (laughs) uh, hard or difficult. So um, they did a really good job, too, at setting up their relationship and how maybe some of these uh, struggles are these uh, altercations are going to tie in later. <laughs> right. No, they, they, they did a great job with that. And also, I, it was great public service that, uh, you know what, every once in a while it's a good idea to, a good idea to give a frying pan as a gift because oh, you, know yeah. you just don't know how, how it's not even unwrapped and she just you know clocks him in the head with it twice. Uh, I think so, we all learned that from PUBG as well. <laughs> there's, a, there's a pan weapon in it. I think there should always be, uh, there should always have a, a pan nice on hand. Nice genius. But, uh, and I, I like that the first one didn't really knock him down, though. It was just like, okay, now I'm really mad that you hit me with my <laughs> with my gift that's not even open. Um, so, uh, obviously, as they go through the town, everything gets worse. You know, you see, like I referenced before, the you have the the men drinking from the fountain that was polluted and, you know, uh, and... We'd already talked about people drinking it and in, in their alcohol, and then you just see the different levels of it, like the uh, the guy who owns the gas station who's got like the you know the. <laughs> like a medieval yes. weapon. Like yeah, a, like he had the Gogo Yavari yeah. like yeah. spinny. I forget what it's called, but he was throwing that meteorite around, and uh, you know, n- not as though this meteorite was already used as a weapon, but now it's like physically a weapon in this one scene. That, yeah, um, good. I thought the <laughs> that moment in the fountain. That was hilarious for me. <laughs> it was the slow mo, the operatic. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? Yeah, it, it, no, it was, it was, it was definitely. It that was looked funny like a joyous moment. Oh, it was. They okay. were, they were frolicking. They were splashing. I'm surprised they didn't have maybe like little squirt, gu- squirt guns, <laughs> yeah. and they were squirting them at each other. I, like, I'm surprised they didn't like cut back to it. And then you see, like, once they've been in there for a while, it's like, no, I want these rocks. And then they're like, literally, like beating each other to death because right. they're like, no, I don't want you in my fountain. This get is- out of my fountain. It's my fountain. Yeah, right. I could totally see that scenario happening while Ave Maria is playing. Uh, So, uh, you know, we see uh, a lot of this is from Annie's perspective, but we also see, uh, you know, one of the things that they're trying to do is find uh, it's Annie's nephew. I assume that means it's Martha's son, uh, Cole. Uh, And 
we see sort of a you know a, a how his friend I think his friend's name was Stephen uh, just the way that it's affecting him is just makes him like I think Stephen super... was his boyfriend. Well, yeah. Well, that was not clear at the at first, and right. then it's like okay, I feel like he's his boyfriend, but also he entirely could just be his friend who's just like hey, I've been waiting for an opportunity for this. That's true. And now I'm just you know, but yeah. So he's either his boyfriend or you know whatever it is. It seemed like the way Cole responded was in a in a manner where it was uh, something that might have been established already right. since there weren't too many questions regarding yeah. the actions the, yeah like what's gotten into the you. intimacy yeah, at yeah least it was just it. Yeah, it was just how aggressive he was yes. and how determined he was is like come on you need to drink this and he's like uh, no I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I want to uh, so that character of Cole though is so important because of what he says later is that you know there is the moment where he for uh, lack of a better terminology, he could he's about to change, and then he's just like, no, I chose not to, which that's a little bit of the heavy-handed metaphor that the this show has excelled at in the season. But I thought it was it was interesting. You know, it's sort of like you know, Doctor Bruce Banner, like you know, I, was I think just I thinking think the Hulk too. I think that I will not become the Hulk today. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. I am not that angry. Or you can Hulk. marry the two and find balance. What? Right? Oh, you, somebody, somebody's seen no, Professor Hulk. I haven't. Right. Look, I follow you on Instagram. I know. I'm just suggesting <laughs> options. Yeah, here. but so I thought it was interesting. What did you think about uh, Cole's explanation? And we'll sort of backtrack from that in a second but uh, Raven what did you think of that explanation from Cole as far as him just like I, I chose, chose yeah I think they made their point mm-hmm. as far as it is a choice it's a choice it's a choice um, I don't know if I just within the show let's say yeah, there sure. was no point and this was just a show I don't know if I accepted that like nah how did he get to do that like I, well, I didn't trust it. I thought that uh, uh, he was like he felt like he had, and then I thought it was gonna, you know, something else was gonna incite him. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm, oh. I'm sure, similar to the Hulk, it's something that you have to constantly work on, and I'm sure that's actually what the Hulk is. You know, probably a metaphor based off of yes, in the first oh, no, place. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's uh, I think it's it's appropriate that we the, tie it back to yeah, that character. in the. In the, the it's only loosely connected to our conversation, but in the the old seventies uh, Hulk TV series, like in the opening, there's an exchange that uh, Doctor Banner's having. He's like, mm, "Don't make me angry. Mm-hmm. You won't like me when I'm angry." Exactly. You know? And, and uh, that's it's really is a, a metaphor for the show. So let's talk mm-hmm. about that moment where Cole is able to fight it off, and it's when. Uh, Dylan does show up at the boat. Let's just assume he'd been following them for a while, and that's how he ended up there. Let's not ask too many questions. It is the Twilight Zone, you know. It's this one was forty-seven minutes. So they, Dylan they, was on the prowl. He, he was I, hunting. He was hunting for Annie, though. He wasn't mm-hmm. looking for anybody else. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, that moment, though, of course, we have the callback to. Lionel Richie, which I thought was very well done when we hear it <laughs> off in the distance. Um, uh, Angelica, I'll ask you first. Talk about uh, that sort of big uh, big altercation with with Dylan. Well, we, we see the return of the Gogo Yabari weapon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly he, like, killed the gas station attendant yeah, together. This, yeah. Exactly. He, he probably fought that guy who was like, no, you're on my property now. Sorry, I don't know why I was thinking of 80s one-liner comebacks. Anyways, <laughs> so it it was a very tense moment, and 
you know, it was a callback to the very beginning of this episode and dealing with Annie having to face her sort of um, her tendency to try to brush things off to, you know, sidestep these issues. And instead she, you know, kind of uh, takes this physical metaphor, this monster and, and fights back. And then we see that at the end with the, no, I'm not going to smile for you, Mr. Soldier Man. You know? Right. Well, I wanted to get to that part in a second too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, a metaphor is what I'm trying to say. Right. But I mean, that's, that's just sort of, that's just like the, you know, there's, that's something that's like rampant is like, you know, you should smile more. I mean, that's uh, something that they've had in the Jessica Jones TV show, the Captain Marvel movie. And it, I'll it's tell you why it's men, in all those because shows. Men say it all the time. Yes. See, even I knew that. Okay. All right. Uh, good. I was because, like, this is not just you no, know, no, no. writing and, for shows. And it's like you see it because of just how prevalent it is. And it's like you'd look nicer if you smiled. And I thought it was like in that setting, uh, what did you think about uh, the, you know, quite understand why you're checking IDs at that point. But that's besides the point. Uh, what right. did you think about uh, about Annie's reaction to the soldier telling her that, Raven? Personally, if, if she were my friend, I'd be like, yeah. Go, girl, because we do see she's passive and it's hard yeah. for her. But at this point, she's found her power. It's like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of men. I'm tired from everything I've been through. And you don't get to tell me what to do. Yeah. So, And I, at this point, she's murdered Dylan. So yes. not that he didn't deserve killing. I'm just saying she did kill him, though. She you know? did. Yeah. She did. <laughs> That's the problem when you have like well, a, when you have an anchor of a, of a space so rock. So, so is it the meteorite, technically, that, that pulled him down that did it? I don't know. Well, she pushed him. Yeah, how technical can we oh, get okay. with this? So in a court of law. In a court of law, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, self-defense. It's self-defense, yeah. It's, and he drowned by meteor. Um, I... Was surprised though that that was the ending of the episode, and it's not just because like oh they had her make this statement of like look I'm going to stand up for myself now. I just felt like there was more that was about to happen. They were like heading into another room, and I'm mm-hmm. like oh there's Jordan Peele. Okay, so we're done. Oh, okay, so this we're not going to see it. I thought it was like that that military installation where it's like mostly women and like the one dude soldier. There were uh, a couple. There was right. one carrying paperwork as That's well. That's true. Okay. Uh, but uh, there was mostly women, though. That was very clear. Uh, I was kind of really interested in that. I, I, you know, I mean, they don't need to tell us what happens next, but I, I thought we could have used another minute or two there. Uh, and that's which, the first yeah, time you've said that. Yes. Yeah, it's with true. With any episode that we've seen so far that on we the could Twilight use Zone. More time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah. could use more time instead of we could have shaved like half of that off. Well, because they give her the 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 you know it's a it's a great moment the line that she has there uh, but it's not the forced ending of baby doctor oh, sorry doctor baby doctor baby See, I'm setting myself <laughs> that needs to be on both of your reels right there <laughs> um, so you know I I just yeah and and I it didn't have the hey we're gonna twilight zone you kind of ending mm-hmm. uh, so uh, this is I think uh, probably the best episode so far it's the, the, again yes heavy handed at times but I think it was the most consistent throughout some of them that I've liked have been a little uneven um, and uh, we, we only have about a minute or so here um, where uh, where would you how would you characterize this Raven do you think this was one of the better ones or uh, I do the first one is still my favorite comedian, comedian still works the yes. best yeah but this is in the top three. I'm trying to remember. It was the second one that I really liked. I didn't mind um, the airplane. T- no, I, I, I didn't I, mind I that loved at it all. In, I loved it until they were on the island. Right. Yeah, that, that, yeah. 
So, yeah, the first one and this one there, I liked it. Okay. I enjoyed it. Uh, what did you think, Angelica? Was this Did this one uh, work for you more than some of the others? Yeah, I've been liking the direction that this season's been going in now towards the end. Like, obviously, I, I think The Comedian was great. It had that Twilight Zone feel to it. Mm-hmm. But I was loving, you know, last week's The... Um, the one in space with the six six degrees, the great filter. Yeah. Um, and then I was loving this one this week because it was actually terrifying. Like yeah. it was mm-hmm. all things that I've experienced and then it just got out of hand and I was um I was actually on the edge of my seat for this. Yeah, yeah I think uh I think that uh you know even the episodes that I haven't liked as much, they all have those moments and I think this one just it built, you know, moments on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so uh, looking forward to episode eight, and look at this, the season's almost over already. There's only ten episodes, no. but as we talked about last week, they did get uh, an order for a second season, so uh, we will talk more about this uh, next week, but uh, we are out of time, so until then, uh, Angelica, where can people respectfully follow you on social <laughs> media and have very polite and pleasant interactions with you? Well, um, I'm glad you asked that. You can respectfully follow and find me on most platforms at A-Tray, A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E. And just because you're in the DMs doesn't mean you get to be impolite. You should still, you should still be nice there. If you're there. nice, you get filtered through the requests, actually. See, look at that. I, I accept you. And uh, and I accept you. Oh, no. thank you. That's <laughs> sweet. If I didn't learn anything from the episode, it's yes. that uh, I can accept everyone. Uh, Raven, uh, where can people find you? Hello. No. <laughs> the Lionel Richie fan club. Yes. Yes. Goodbye. That, yes, Lionel Richie fan club member one. I need more members. You can find me, Raven French, on all social media. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And uh, of the uh, many shows that I do here, I just started uh, the uh, Chernobyl After Show, which is on HBO, so you can find that Tuesday nights. Anyway, that's it for uh, this week. We will see you next week in the Twilight Zone. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 